Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Most people come here by car, and they plan out their trip, and they do their budget. And when you tell them it could be another $1,000 to cross the border, they just cross us off the list. They said that's too expensive. And if they're fully vaccinated, they don't understand. It's counterintuitive. Why are you making us get tested? If the vaccines work, and the only excuse we hear is, well, you can still carry it. Well, if you're carrying it to fellow vaccinated people, we're just frustrated. Mayor Jim Diodati of Niagara Falls, Ontario, on this program yesterday, as we talked about the uh, new regulations, which will allow Canadians as of the 8th of November to cross the land border into the United States as long as they're doubly vaxxed. And then Canadians have to be tested before they return to Canada. We're joined by Dr. Neil Rao, infectious diseases specialist in Halton, region Ontario, and assistant professor of medicine at the University of Toronto. Dr. Rao, thank you very much for the time. Just fundamentally, what do you think of the regs? Well, I share the frustration of both of those mayors. I think we are behaving as if we are still in the early days of the pandemic. And I'd almost make an analogy. Supposing I invited you to my house, but I said, I want you to get a PCR test three days before you uh, come to my house for dinner. Would you feel like coming? So no. that's, we have to finally make people feel welcome in both directions. So we've made it difficult for Canadians to go on a shopping trip across the border. Once you have a PCR test involved, it's not worth the money to go and try and save a few bucks to shop in Buffalo, for example. And likewise, we've made it difficult for Americans to come and visit us because we don't respect just the vaccine. We need a test. We're also, in a way, indicting how well the Americans are handling COVID, saying that we're somehow superior when we're not. And if we want to actually open this border and behave as connected countries as we should, and if we want to respect the political relationship, Getting rid of the PCR testing, if the Americans are ready to do it, is the first thing we should do. There's no reason to have anything different from their policy if you want this to flow evenly and work evenly. So the, the response from the federal government has been, and from the Public Health Agency of Canada, has been that it's required, uh, that the testing is required in order to ward off uh, the virus, the uh, COVID virus, seeping its way back into this country. What, what are your thoughts? So then we should also have testing when people go to Iqaluit or if they go to Northwest Territories or if they go to a higher incidence area of Canada versus a lower incidence of Canada. That's, there's no end to this. When, when there was disease in Brampton versus Toronto, we should have also had testing when people went from Brampton to Toronto. We didn't do that. So this is a slippery slope. We have similar incidents of disease on both sides of the border. Yes, there are pockets of higher incidence in some areas, but overall, the overall rates are not dissimilar and having this attitude that we're going to stop the virus or keep it out is also nonsense. We've already seen numerous countries abandon an attempt at elimination. They now aim for suppression at best. I'm talking about New Zealand and Australia. And even so, everyone has accepted you can't stop this, even with a lot of restrictions on travel, because people still cross the border anyway. Even when we had this border closed to casual travelers, we still have essential workers coming in. 110,000 people are crossing the border every day anyway. So... We know that the vaccine isn't perfect, but it protects the outcomes that are bad. It's important for as many people to get the vaccine as possible. We've already got an A. We have 85% of people vaccinated. Why are we now worrying about importation of disease by people who have already had the vaccine five out of six times? This is, this is the extreme, and this is not the early days of the pandemic. No other country in the world is continuing with this. The UK is moving away from PCR testing to antigen testing on October 22nd. 
and they do it after you arrive rather than having you go and get it while you're abroad, which is a whole other product project. That's a very it's a very big contortion to go and get tested in another country rather than your own country. It just seemed very odd to me, frankly, that we uh, th- th- this whole idea, this whole um, series of regulations about crossing the border, the land border from Canada into the United States. And the U.S. into Canada. We opened up first. The Americans are opening up on the, on the 8th of November. Why didn't they come to a mutual agreement? You'd think they could sit down and work out all the aspects of it together, come up with, a, with one date, and get it going. Well, I have a bigger fear that we are being ignored by the Biden administration. And the Biden administration has had no trouble dumping on France and ignoring them when it came to the Australia-UK-US submarine agreement. They completely ignored France. A historic ally, and we could also be roadkill in the same way, where we could be forgotten. They do not need us as much as we need them. We need that border open more for people to go to the U.S. than the U.S. people want to come here. Few Americans want to travel out of their country. Many more Canadians want to go south, partly because of real estate interests, partly because of business interests, partly because the weather is frankly better if you drive 500 miles south. Better weather south. It's not east or west. So. We have many reasons to want that to open, and if we're not happy that they don't want PCR testing, we should swallow our pride and get rid of our distorted body image. We are not the big fish here. We need them to let us in, and we should treat them equally. It's all about politics now. It's not about PCR testing. And also, it's not stopping anything. There is no evaluation that I have seen the government present showing what the yield of all this testing is. I saw an early study in the early days. It wasn't that impressive, the number of cases being picked up through testing. But what has been the yield of people getting tested? What percentage of people are actually being stopped? And then an even bigger problem with PCR testing. PCR testing is picking up people, sometimes who are infectious, but in many cases, people who had the infection already who are recovered, what we call historical infections. So you're excluding people from travel when they actually don't have a hot case that should bother you, unlike antigen tests, which at least pick up people with higher levels of virus, but miss those cases with low level of virus, which don't really matter anyway in most cases, unless someone's in the early phase of the disease. So we're using the wrong test. It's expensive. And we're also creating a roadblock with testing when we have people coming from a place that's as dangerous as British Columbia is versus Ontario. I'll ask you one other question, and it's um, based on what's a news story, and I spoke earlier this hour with the uh, manager and co-owner of a restaurant in Hope, British Columbia, Raleigh's Family Restaurant, and uh, they are not um, uh, asking patrons to identify or at least provide certification or proof of certification of vaccination. Uh, The owner told us that it's not her business to ask for people's health uh, records, and she's not doing it. She's being fined rather significantly, and they may close the business because she's in violation of regulations. What is yours? And with the other, another part of this story uh, doesn't really specifically affect Raleigh's, but it's part of the bigger story, is that we're hearing that restaurant employees across the country are facing challenges from patrons who are saying, I'm not going to provide you with a, with a, with a certif- certification that I've been vaccinated, and it gets into a nasty exchange between the employee or the owner of the restaurant and the patron. What is your sense of, of restaurants being required to ask patrons for certification, proof of certification? Well, the whole resident or the whole restaurant industry is beleaguered. I mean, they've been treated so differently from the hockey arenas where they have limited capacity to begin with, and then they have this as another barrier to let people in. They obviously have to follow the law. I'm not telling people to break the rules, 
But we have to ask ourselves the question, what is this passport really achieving? When five out of six people already have the vaccine, only one out of six don't. And when the vaccines don't completely stop transmission, much as we would like them to. So if we argue that the vaccine reduces the risk of transmission, say by 50%, what is the return on the investment of checking every single person for their vaccine? How much is that going to put the lid on COVID in Canada? It's already going down anyway. Even before we had the rollout of the vaccine passports, the numbers are going down. So you can't say it's because of the vaccine passport. And the other issue is even when we went from 85% vaccination rates to 95%, the virus isn't going to go away. We have outbreaks in First Nations communities with enviable vaccination rates. So this is becoming a holy grail that doesn't exist. We're actually trying to pursue elimination or eradication of a virus when we really can't. We've achieved the big endpoint of vaccinating the majority of the population, which protects the healthcare system from sick people flooding the healthcare system. But it's not perfect. Even in Alberta, where they had lower vaccination rates, but still sizably high vaccination rates, they had a surge. And the same thing in Saskatchewan. You can't completely nail this on not enough people got the vaccine or people misbehaved or didn't wear masks properly. Some of this is unstoppable, and we have to face the punches and get the healthcare system ready for a surge that may or may not happen. Maybe Ontario's out of the woods and same with Quebec, but at least in the, in the prairie provinces, they're having more of a challenge. And I, I don't think chasing vaccine passports to the letter is going to be the answer. It's, it's good politics and it's a good news story, but I don't think it's, uh, it's the answer. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.